and welcome to the Big Apple School podcast, the weekly English show where we speak about everything under the sun. The major goal of this show is to help you improve your English and, of course, learn something new. My name's Katja, I'm your host, and today with me... I'm Gary. And... And Maria. Guys, you know, we're doing our best to be as useful to you as possible, and we would love to get some feedback about it. Subscribe to our pages on any platform where you listen to our podcasts, such as Apple, Yandex, Google, VK... And let us know what you think about our show. Rate and review our podcast, give us stars, leave some comments, ask questions, and feel free to send your ideas about next episodes. We would really, really, really appreciate it. So thank you in advance. So and now, Maria, Gary, and I are going to talk about generations. So the representatives of two slash three, it'll depend, yeah. generations over here. But you know what? I think that before we talk about generations and, you know, what types of generations there are, what is special about them, I think it would be useful if we give some kind of uh, information about ourselves, about our background, so that would help to understand that. So, who wants to start? Well, <laughs> as the uh, representative of the oldest generation possible to even imagine, uh, <laughs> I'll... <laughs> I'll, I'll oh, take right. the liberty of going first because <laughs> I got here first, right, so to speak. And uh, uh, yeah, so I uh, I was born in 1954. Okay, so I am a baby boomer is what we call my generation. And uh, of course, in the United States, in the uh, great state of Ohio, and uh What, what was else? What else am I supposed to well, say? Well, what kind of uh, family did you have? What was Ohio like? Because I think when we talk about generations, we can't but talk about what kind of a community did we grow up in? Or what kind of a place did we grow up in? Okay. All right. Well, um, my uh, I'm from a family. My parents, I'm, a sing I'm an only child. So um, my parents are, went into business when I was quite young. My dad was working in industry. He was some kind of a, like an office manager, and uh, which was a good job. But he was also a musician, and uh, and so he loved music. And he's a keyboard guy, pianos and and organ, the electronic organ, electric organ, I mean, Hammond organ specifically. If anybody knows that, uh, was a thing at that point. Mm -hmm. And so my parents went into business when I was, uh, I would have been six years old. And um, so I kind of grew up around that business in Ohio. And Ohio, this was at a time after the war, after uh, what you call the Great Patriotic War in English, uh, and uh, World War II, we call it. And... Uh, The GIs, that was soldiers, were coming home from the war. They were getting married. They were having children. And uh, I was one of those uh, children eventually, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> not right after the war. Uh, but uh, And uh, so I grew up in America at a time when the country was growing. The economy was very good overall. And uh, it was a good time for my parents to go into business. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, so that's kind of the way it was, uh, there were my, where I grew up or where I was born, uh, was in 
a part of the city. It was a suburb. It was a near suburb to a big city of Cleveland, Ohio, which was mm-hmm. uh, at that point an industrial city and a large city. Uh, and now it isn't either of those uh, particularly. Uh, but it was then. And on the edges of the city, they were building new housing. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like you're now there's areas like this, even in Novosibirsk, although that's kind of elite here. These were not elite. These mm-hmm. were democratic, you would say. They were for everybody and everybody included uh, my parents, neighbors. My one neighbor was in the Marine Corps in the war. Now, my dad was not in the war, uh, but my neighbor was and the neighbor on the other side. Everybody was that generation. So they were called the greatest generation. We call them the greatest mm-hmm. generation that won won the big one, World War Two. And uh, I'm their child. Yeah. So was it um, a quiet and calm neighborhood that you lived in? It was. It was a time when uh, it's called baby boom because a lot of babies were born. Mm-hmm. So there was, uh, I, I was a, I was an only child. I think I was the only, the only, only child in these houses. They were small houses, mm-hmm. smaller than, they're not building houses this size in Novosibirsk outside the city. They're, well, actually they are. Some of these condominiums that are quite small mm-hmm. and inexpensive, they're like the same kind of idea. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, I was very quiet, but a lot of kids. I mean, just a lot of kids everywhere, you know, including me. And everybody was roughly the same age. And, mm-hmm. you know, so it was it was very quiet, very good, very, it was a good time to be a kid. It was a good time to be, it was just in general, a, a pretty successful, optimistic time, I would say, overall. Mm-hmm. And can you tell us uh, what... Well, since it's one of the points that we want to, we are going to discuss. So what kind of historical events or maybe important events have you witnessed in history? In history of the U.S. probably right. or in general. Well, <laughs> well, how much time do we have here? This will now be the three-hour podcast. Of, I'll take the first two hours and then we'll chat about the rest. No, you can uh, take two hours and a half and then Marie and I will have 15 minutes right. each. That'll yeah, be okay. I don't want to be that way. No, uh, I mean... I'll just take one thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. How about the Cold War? Right? The Cold War? Very big. one you don't think about. It was not, thankfully, it was not a hot war, which means a a war where armies are shooting each other. Uh, But it was a war, as we all know, and I grew up with that. So there was also, of course, the atomic problem, shall we say, atomic Mm -hmm. bomb problem. Uh, which we have not seen since the end of World War II, thankfully. Um, but the threat of that was part of something that my generation grew up with, the fact that, wow, we could blow the whole world up if we aren't pretty careful here. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, we were pretty careful. Everybody was Thank pretty God. careful. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes, they did Thank a good you. job of not blowing it. Uh and uh, managing to hold things together quite well. And, uh, but so that was just one. But of course, you, I mean, a lot of other things happened, just historical events. But that was a significant one that, you know, that lasted my entire childhood. And uh, I mean, I remember when I went into the uh, my university. Was it, yeah, I entered the university. And for some reason, I had to write an essay. 
And uh, I think it was either for like an entrance thing or the for, <laughs> for some, some reason, some something. Anyway, I had to specifically write an essay. Well, my essay was on, you know, something about the atomic threat and mm-hmm. how I'm not sure if we're not going to blow this all up and what we should do about it and such like that. So it was on people's minds actively, at least mm-hmm. in America, maybe here as well. I don't know. But anyhow, so we grew up with that. Mm-hmm. And thankfully that isn't part of the picture anymore, but a lot of other things are that aren't so mm-hmm. always so cheerful. But um, All right. Okay. Thank you. Maria, what about your background? Well, uh, I was born and raised in the city of Novokuznetsk, which is not far from the city of Novosibirsk, where we are all now. And uh, Novokuznetsk is uh, quite a big industrial city. Well, at least it used to be an industrial city. Now, almost, I guess, almost all the industry is kind of ruined and um, well now I was uh, raised in a family of engineers and a doctor (laughs) Uh, so as I said Novokuznetsk is an industrial city so Mm -hmm. that's why uh, it has a big industrial university so my father and his parents uh, were engineers Uh, well my father still is an engineer but he's retired now and my mom is a doctor um, so, yeah, what was the second question here? <laughs> well, um, what kind of, well, you told us about what kind of a family. So what kind of a neighborhood did you have? So what kind of surrounding did you have? Maybe education as well. Uh, well, I think it was pretty peaceful. And, you know, I thought, I used to think that it was peaceful and quiet. But when I grew up, I, for example, uh, I learned that the it, it was quite a big problem with, for example, maniacs and all this stuff and burglars and so on. Because right, I was, right. yeah, it was like uh, the right. 1990s and in uh, the okay. Soviet wow. Union and the former Soviet Union, it was uh, quite a big problem. But being a child, I just didn't know about it. Being a teenager also, uh, as a child, I just didn't know because my parents um, protected me from it. And as a teenager, I just maybe didn't care because I cared about other things. But uh, now I know that uh, it was there were, there were pretty many, tough. a lot of maniacs. Uh, yeah. And I mean, okay. pretty, you know. pretty famous. I mean, oh. famous, not famous, sorry, uh, like well-known. Yeah, like in- infamous. Maybe. Yeah, infamous, infamous yeah. of course. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So wait, um, so did you know about the uh, the fall of the Soviet Union? Because you, mu- you must have been what, like? A, a child uh, at that, so like you didn't. You didn't. I uh, started school uh, in 1990, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it was like the decay mm-hmm. of the USSR. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, for example, I didn't become a pioneer, <laughs> so I didn't have time to. But yeah, um, I remember grandfather Lenin and some short stories we, we read about him. That's what. I remember, but I remember this uh, as, um, you know, uh, we call it Perestroika, uh, which I witnessed. And it was a tough time um, in terms of uh, financial issues uh, that my family faced because uh, back those days, doctors, and my mom's a doctor, doctors just didn't get a good salary. Mm -hmm. They couldn't earn good salary. Uh, And, well, they didn't go on strikes or something because, well, they are doctors. They just just can't. And we faced, yeah, this um, financial issues. Um, So my family didn't have lots of money. We were not like a well-off family. Mm, Yeah, 
that's it. Mm -hmm. I think I don't have much to say, to be honest, because I was born after the fall of the Soviet Union. So I do not remember any of this. I can only, you know, judge by the stories. And um, I, I was born and raised in Yakutsk, so it was not a big city. It was basically... Well, we would like to, well, we call it an island because it's basically cut off from the rest of Russia. You can only get there by plane. So, yeah, and it was, you know, a quiet childhood, quiet school days, nothing much to remember. But we did have a problem. So my um, my mom is an accountant. Uh, my dad was a driver. So uh, we did not have, you know, much money. So we were quite poor for a very long time and uh, you know sometimes we would only have you know a sack of flour and some uh, pasta but my parents never showed you know the difficulty of that to us so they would bake something something sweet so we would still you know have something and then my mom started to work at some kind of a big 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 warehouse or a shop something like that so she started to uh, you know bring some toys so my sister and I because I have an older sister never felt you know, the need. Deprived, yeah. Yeah, we never felt that. So it was just calm, life, nothing, you know, nothing big happening. And I think the, I can't, no, I, I would, um, when I try to think, you know, um, of anything that happened, something big that I would remember, I couldn't, I couldn't remember anything. <laughs> I only know about right. things like Bislan, but it was widely spoken, but still, I was a child back then because it was in 2001. Yeah, probably. I think it was 2001. Uh -huh. So, but no, we had the TV on all the time, but I think I was just, I didn't yeah. care. Yeah, speaking of this, like poverty or mm -hmm. having hard times, of course, I, I also didn't notice, well, I noticed it at school because some children were obviously better well off mm -hmm. than our family was, but I never felt deprived. So I had books. I mean, mm -hmm. <laughs> I was satisfied and I had friends, so it was okay. And of course we had uh, something to eat, some, you know, some clothes, like mm -hmm. because uh, my grandparents helped us a lot. I think the only difference that I felt, well, you know, being different from other kids is that we lived in a neighborhood which was not safe at all. So while all the other kids were allowed to, you know, walk and have fun until like 10 p.m., I had to be home at 8 p.m. And usually when I studied until 7.30 p.m., it took some time to get home and my parents would meet me halfway and sometimes yeah, with a dog same. or, you know, with mm. like flashlight so that I don't have to walk alone in the darkness. Yeah, yeah, the so, same. Yeah, but but I, I just perceived it as the way it, it was. So yeah, I didn't so think you, that it was something wrong with it. Because, mm -hmm. well, my, uh, my, for example, yeah, my grandfather used to meet me uh, and, yeah. All right. So and what if we talk about, you know, the generations now? So what kind of generation we are and in general... What kind of generations or what generations exist? So shall we go from the current and backwards or the other way around? Why don't we yeah, why don't we go current backwards? Okay. Is that okay? Uh, what do you think? So the the <laughs> latest, like the yeah. freshest one is what generation yeah, what is Z, it, yeah. I guess, yeah. Yeah, it's Gen Z or the Zoomers. I guess it is where my son belongs. Uh yeah. He's 12, so... Oh, yeah, definitely. He, he, yeah. He's a... Totally. He's, he's, he's a Zoomer. But now, what what are they like? And why are they called Zoomers? 
I don't know about this uh, defini- definition of the word, but uh, I know that they are like very aware of technology and how it can be used. And it's like they're naturally born with this knowledge of using the technology. They don't need to, um, to be taught. They just know how. I yeah. literally, I think it's part, you know, it's part of their DNA. They are yeah. born with a tablet in yeah, their head. Yeah, I think the, the, the term that's used is digital native. Yeah, digital that's, natives. That's the, that's the phrase. Uh-huh. Although, um, yeah, digital natives, and uh, as far as I understand, they were called Gen Z or Zoomers. Right, right. Because but, they yeah. think about, you know, zooming in and zooming out. Uh, I have, uh, well, probably not about your son, Marsha, but... Um, Have you maybe noticed little kids who are now, well, I do not know, like three years old, maybe, maybe two, four, when they see pictures, I mean, like photographs, they do this thing with their, with their fingers trying to zoom in or zoom out. <laughs> oh, wow. So That's bad. Yeah. It's an image. I want it bigger. I want to and see the nose on this person. And you can just see how... You know, how different it is from from us, basically. So they live with this knowledge of devices in their heads. Which That is... would be really different. That would be really, really, really different. So and what about the year? So Zoomers, what would be the... Oh, like the frame? The, maybe the latest two decades? Oh, no, not two decades. The latest, like, like 15 what? years, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so it's I as far as I know it's usually uh children who were born in 2003 and later. Okay, so, these are millennials. Are these millennials? No, these no, are not these millennials. No, these are zoomers. Right. These are zoomers. Okay. Yeah, I'm And now we are millennials. But well, when you get into the older parts, <laughs> you're like, gonna, I know that. I'm going to be my hand is going to be up. You're going to want to hear from me, but now I'm just So yeah, these are the, these are zoomers. Before zoomers were generation Why? Yeah, yeah, Generation Y or Millennials. And um, in here, as, as far as I know, Masha, you you found some difference between well, the... Yeah, because um, mm, this theory of generations uh, was developed by, uh, as I know, American scientists or maybe uh, British scientists, I'm not sure. And if it... Uh, Uh, if we apply it to Russia, uh, the um, years will be slightly different. So we are like a bit... Um, uh, so America is ahead and we are a bit behind So, so in terms of this generation. So I can um, belong, uh, depending on the criteria, I can belong to Generation X or Generation Y. So either the very end of Generation X or the very beginning of Generation Y. So um, according to the international, at least the one that is... Um, that was developed by American uh, sociologists and scientists. So Gen Y would be people who were born between 1982 and 2002. And the one that you found, this... this, this Applied to Russia and former Soviet Union countries, I guess. So it was 1980... Ni- uh, uh, the year 1985. 1980. So it's not a big difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. Yeah, of course. It's so, like the borderline. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so I actually I, I don't know. Actually I don't know what, what I feel. I mean, <laughs> if I feel that I belong to some 
specific generation. So just... yeah, Gen. I love the I love the name Gen Y. <laughs> it makes you think that this generation has a lot of questions. Like, why did that <laughs> right. happen? Why did that happen? Yeah, <laughs> right. But also, they're called millennials. Gen- uh, generation Generation X says there are no answers. <laughs> I want to cancel the- <laughs> cancel the questions. <laughs> right. <laughs> So then it's more op- optimistic to belong to a generation Y. <laughs> yeah, right. At least you got questions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. You're not. Well, another name for it is millennials. And it's usually so because they, well, millennials were born uh, in the 20th century, but they finished school in 21st yeah, century. We, we became grown ups when this thing. Mm-hmm. The, the third century. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not century. Third, third millennium. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we reckon our age is in millennia. Yeah. yeah, yeah which yeah. millennium? Which millennium were we born in? Yes. So, um, and what about um, these millennials? Well, millennials. I say these. I am one yeah. of them. So, or Gen Y. What is what is uh, common for it, and what what are the characteristics? I guess. Um, We, or they, uh, are quite curious about what is going on in the world. We are also quite um, uh, digitally, we have this digital literacy, but not maybe we are not born with it, we are taught. Mm -hmm. And uh, so maybe we just combine all (laughs) the features of all generations. I mean, all the best features. All the millennia, (laughs) yeah. Name a millennium and we're in it. So if we uh, now compare Gen Y and Gen Z, so Gen Z or Zoomers, they have this, you know, the knowledge about devices in their DNA. So I think that millennials are people who have uh, integrated this technology into their lives. Because, uh, for example, when I was born and until I was 14, I think, we didn't have an internet. I did not know that this existed so until maybe, yeah, 14, I think. Uh, we got our first computer at the when I was 12. And we could only, you know, play games and type. So and this is what we actually made some money uh, with. So we were typing, you know, different documents that people brought to us written by hand. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I had to learn how to use all that. We had to integrate that into our life. And now I cannot imagine myself without a smartphone. This is right. my life. Yeah, so it means that like uh, generation. Okay. Okay. Well, I, yeah. I, yeah, I feel like I should react to that in some way <laughs> with with joy, with pity. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm no, I'm I'm only joking. See, I I, ups, I, I feel slightly attacked. <laughs> right. Yes. Sorry. Right. Just, but I guess you you, you also have yeah. this. I forgot. You're you're one of those delicate millennials that you have to. <laughs> I'm from the generation where we just abused one another. Yeah. Or parents. Ab- yeah. Now yeah. we don't do that, Gary. No. We don't do that okay, anymore. I'm, I look at look what I went and did. <laughs> right. Well, look, actually, speaking- open my mouth and already. <laughs> and already in trouble. Destruction. Yes. Pure destruction everywhere. Nothing. Nothing uh, remains. Yes. You were saying, Masha? Were uh, you saying? Yeah. <laughs> I, I completely <laughs> forgot. Yeah. I think that uh, when we were exposed to this technology, we uh, quite quickly uh, learned how to use everything, and uh, so which means that uh, this generation is um, like pretty fast learning, and we-, we are open to like to new things, I guess. I think so too. So millennials are actually believed to be uh, more open, open-minded. Maybe uh, at the same time, they are believed to be better trained to get a job, just because now, well, people believe that there is now more competition 
and uh, millennials do not want to, uh, you know, get a mediocre job. They want to get the best or something better and better. And um, millennials usually are not satisfied with the way things are. So with the way the world is and they are ambitious and want to achieve and want to change the world. But it was interesting to see that most psychologists say that uh, millennials are more spoiled and narcissistic and often lazy, which in, <laughs> right, which, which, is, which, which is, kind of works against doing any of those other things. That yeah, so how can you be ambitious and lazy at the same time? It's like, I want to achieve a lot of things, but I won't. You know, I think that it's not laziness. It's just lack of motivation. So if we are motivated or if we are interested, we can do anything. The sky's the limit. Yeah. I mean, that that's what uh, works for me. So uh, I think that maybe it works for others. Mm -hmm. Whereas, again, if we compare millennials with Gen, with Gen Z, they are said to be, um, again, ambitious, independent, and, well, it's a little bit hard to uh, say right now because, uh, well, Zoomers are now, what, 17, 18 max. Mm -hmm. But it's said that they are very demanding consumers since they grew grow up now in the world of... Well, they're, they're spoiled. I mean, every generation is getting more and more spoiled, I would say, right? Uh, <laughs> I mean, not to... I mean, really. It, and it... it, it would, I mean, I'm certainly spoiled compared to my parents parents, mm -hmm. for example. And I think the next generation was more spoiled just because generally the expectations are for things to be better. And, and so you want more, you can see more, you can desire mm -hmm. more. So, yeah. Well, and more things are produced, more services are offered. Yeah. So I think it's inevitable that it's going to be like that unless something else happens so that, you know, it cuts off all the variety and choice. But it's very unlikely, I think. But I guess that maybe uh, the next generation, every next generation is uh, more spoiled, but also they are more adaptable. I guess that's what I think. Adaptable, maybe competitive as well. But okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. So it's, it's a I question, think they yeah. have to, I think that it's, you know, there's a lot of paradoxes in it because the... I think a person may have more desires, but maybe the way the system works is they may have to be so much more adaptable mm -hmm. and maybe fit into fewer. There's fewer winners now. One of the problems is that the way technology works is is there tends to be it's winner take all. Mm -hmm. right? We say that, yeah, you know, meaning that you don't have a lot of small companies. You end up with one bigger company. That's why you've got you know got Google and just in technology you've got. Got All Apple, those conglomerates. You've got, right. You've got these gigantic companies and everybody else just isn't there anymore, you know. And that's a harder world to realize those Zoomer or I don't know who had the dreams, millennials, starting with the millennials, to mm -hmm. have those kind of dreams, to realize those dreams, unless you're one of those winners, you know, I mean, big winners, um, you may not experience that, you know, you're your dreams are one thing and maybe your ability to realize them are, are, are another. But 
that reminds me of uh, one of the latest podcasts that we had with Maria and Ken uh, about difficulties, uh, especially mental difficulties of living in the 21st century. Uh-huh. So that millennials had to um, achieve more, maybe. They had to work more and work harder if they want, well, if we want to achieve something. Maybe Zoomers will have to work even harder, but that inevitably will lead to more stress. Yeah, yeah, I in think this so. Way. Yeah. Because sometimes we so. can get lost uh, in this uh, ocean of information mm-hmm. and, and uh, opportunities. Because I remember reading about Zoomers. Um, well, for quite a long time, I only worked with adults, so people of my age, people older than me. But uh, starting with two years ago, I started to work with first-year students who are what eighteen, nineteen. Um, some of them were 17. So I had to read a little bit about Zoomers because those 17, 18, 19, they were the borderline generation between millennials and Zoomers. And I was shocked to see that now more than 60% of all the teenagers and school kids have anxiety and depression. 16, 17. And so, so, I didn't, I don't think that we had anything (laughs) like that. It wasn't that stressful for us. No, it was not stressful. Or maybe uh, now just more people are diagnosed and more people people are aware of this and they. they, But yeah. So, Zoomers, Millennials, who was before the Millennials? (laughs) Who was? Who is? Gary, who was? Gary. (laughs) Well, isn't there another generation? There's X. Yeah, there's. Oh, yeah, that's true. There's Gen X. Which we decided to. Like late 60s, yeah, and uh, late 80s, this two decades. Late 60s, late 80s. I think it's like mid 60s because it's 1964, 1984. So these are Gen X. Yeah, Gen X, I think the uh, the, the, uh, standard um, way of that that generation may look at itself is, uh, do you know the word, I'm sure you do, the word slacker? I don't. Okay, a slacker... A slacker is somebody that uh, that is like not going to succeed. Just they they sort of uh, aren't maybe going to put the effort out. They're kind of discouraged, and they're they're not trying very hard, and so they're not succeeding either. And you know the term slack, like uh, I could try to explain uh, what what the word means but uh, the idea is it's somebody that uh, sort of is just kind of kind of failing at it you know not not very successful so the uh, my generation right the, which is baby boomers we're sort of the this we we like took all of the all of the goodies mm-hmm. right everything went to us because it was a big generation uh, and it was after the war and America was was in kind of a top position and the economy was growing and all of these things. And uh, in 1973, talk about things that we remember, Mm -hmm. uh, there was a big jolt, a big trauma to the economy in a form of a Middle East situation where uh, the Arabs attacked Israel for maybe the third time. Mm -hmm. And there was a brief war called the Six-Day War. And uh, the result of that was uh, that the price of oil went up dramatically, like it tripled. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember when gasoline was was really cheap, and which was part of why the economy could be as good as it was. And, uh, well, the Arabs uh, had a monopoly, OPEC. You've heard of OPEC? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so that was when that 
cartel, that monopoly was formed, and they raised the prices just in kind of in revenge and because they could, right? Mm. Um, and so all of a sudden, some of the parts of the economy that uh, were coming together so that America was doing very well, all of a sudden, we were not doing very well. And uh, there was inflation, which we'd never had ever, and uh, which was for... It was like the first years that I was in business with my dad. I went and worked with my dad in business, and uh, those were tough years. And mm -hmm. so uh, those kids were coming into that world, right, are born into that world and, and the result of that. And so uh, things just got more difficult. And there was some kind of a famous movie that I don't remember the name of, but it described this sort of attitude of, of Gen X, Mm -hmm. is sort of like a like a I don't know, like a drifter like to drift you have no direction you're you don't feel like you've got opportunity you're not going to try very hard it's just because all of the advantages went to somebody else why even try that was kind of the So they were like discouraged. Yeah, they were like discouraged in a sort of a sort. But uh and uh that was it I listened to a podcast that has some some participants are that generation, which I don't really understand, but they, they resent, they do not love the, the baby boomers be, for this reason that I'm mm -hmm. describing is that uh, all of the advantages, everything, and not just then, but now it just continues. You know, we, we did everything and, you know, the next generation is just like. I wonder if um, the, the, this generation description would be different in different countries because, well, very often the generation characteristics are shaped by the events yeah, that happened I, in the country. I'm sure it would be different, yeah. Because I, I believe that, for example, millennials and Gen Z would be the same no matter what country we're yeah, talking because about. Because of globalization. Yes. Right, right, right. But and this was before that. Gen mm -hmm. X... Because um, I was reading a little bit on um, the topic, but in Britain, in a British article, and they say and they characterize Gen X as very ambitious workaholics. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, there was there was that too. That was maybe another side of it. Yeah, um, I, I guess I don't. I, yeah, that I, there's there's a term for that as well. Um, that uh, yeah, what was I don't want to sound. Uh, I don't want to sound dumb like I can't remember. <laughs> Do I sound fine. dumb and like I no, can't no, no, remember? No, no, no. I don't it, want to. You are yeah. intriguing. I just want you to know that if I sound intriguing. dumb and like I can't remember, <laughs> oh, you don't. I don't want to. <laughs> right. Yes. It's not because I want to. Um, but uh, yeah, there was that side of it. That's interesting. So at yuppies, the same time, they were called yuppies, young urban professionals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's that? like in yeah. in uh, in contrast with hippies. So who? Yeah, did? right, right. This oh. was see, I, my generation would roughly would be like the hippie generation mm -hmm. overall, right? I Trying was like to find late. freedom. Yeah, yeah, and right. And so you're not not materialistic. Yeah, sure. Right. And so the yuppies were were one part of this Generation X, which I didn't mm -hmm. even remember. I'd, uh, I think Generation X has the characteristics that I tried to just describe. Um, but there was this yuppie element that, that was, uh, there was a certain look. There was a preppy kind of was clothing and, uh, you know, like Izod, Izod sweaters and clothing, branded clothing. And, you know, th that was, wasn't a thing. When I was a kid, there were no brands. Mm -hmm. Even Levi's was barely, it wasn't even a brand. Nothing was a brand. There were no brands. <laughs> I mean, there were just no, 
brands at all. Does that well, mean that if if you say that brands appeared in all these uh, clothes, does that mean that uh, it was the generation of individualism? So they wanted to be different from each other. Well, no, it becomes another kind of conformity, right? Because mm. everyone needs to have the same izod. You know, izod is the is the alligator symbol. You've probably seen it. It's uh-huh. a, it's a famous logo. Yeah. And uh, all it, it was just appealing to this kind of a look of okay, well, I live in a city, and I want to, you know, I want to go and make money, and, and which is the reverse of my generation, which was you know trying to find itself and maybe some spiritual kind of journey or something non-material, not materialistic particularly. This this part of the next generation and maybe the who the slackers are, part of the same generation, they're the people that still they don't want that either. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, who wa- who wants to just walk, you know, live to get an Izod sweater, a branded, you know, have everything have a name on it, you know. I mean, it, it, I mean it, it's it was they were kind of partly still had some of the values of of the baby boomer generation or hippies, mm-hmm. the hippie type of mentality, way of thinking. And but and, you know and and but they resented the you know the baby boomers that were really entitled to everything or felt like they were. Um, and so, but there was that element, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. The yep, what it was called yuppies, young urban professionals. I I wonder now. So, when generation uh, changes into another one, it does. It's not, of course, an immediate process. But I wonder if this process is slower in uh, rural areas rather than urban areas. Yeah, maybe it did, it didn't even get. Nobody was a yuppie in in a rural area yeah. ever. <laughs> so it's right? kind of blurred the mm-hmm. the boundary. Yeah. Does that mean that sometimes, you know, this theory of, not theory, is it a theory? It is a theory it is of generation. generation. It's not really applicable to some some places, yeah, it's, maybe. Well, sure, it's not going to fit everything. It's it's describe. I mean, it's just describing something. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, it, it all happens, right? And then somebody comes in later and says, ah, okay, well, that was a one generation. Now there's another generation. But while you're there, you don't think of it that way. Mm-hmm. But, of course, there are certain circumstances um, of a particular time, like I described after the war, and that was one world, and then that world kind mm-hmm. of broke apart, changed. You know, it's like there's a world while the Soviet Union, there's a world after the Soviet Union, and it's really different, and it would be really different where you were. If you were in Moscow, probably everything happened. Absolutely. Five <laughs> years sooner, yeah. ten years sooner, I don't know how long, you know, much faster. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I interrupting now? <laughs> so I think that uh, any theory can't be applied uh, to its full, uh, to like all mm-hmm, hu- hu- mm-hmm. humankind, because we are all different. I think we are more complex than this, than any theory. And lots of factors and criteria should be taken into consideration when we want to understand at least one mm-hmm. human. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. Right. But it's a, it's a useful description because it does describe at least certain people, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there were yuppies, there were slackers, right? At pro- approximately the same time. Not everybody in the 60s was a hippie, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, there were big companies that were, you know, that mm-hmm. big boom, that was all corporate people, no hippies there. And I remember some of the, what we would call now culture wars, uh, that this was long before culture wars. Uh, but it was a culture war, you know, between hippies and and just normal people, you know, <laughs> kind of, basically. Um, so, and what about generation before Gen X? 
Well, now you're into that. <laughs> <laughs> now, now. Now that's my territory. <laughs> right, that's yeah, my right, kingdom. Right, right yeah. Uh, yeah, that is my, that's, yeah, that's what I know. Yeah, I, the whole idea of these generations, I mean, I, I, I guess it, uh, it became a thing already as soon as uh, the next generation was developing. I do remember some of those the trends in it. But uh, the generation, like I described, um, uh, of the baby boomers, um, it was a gigantic, I mean, they had to build schools, you know, I mean, just everything that comes with a big population boom. Mm-hmm. You know, like my neighbors on one side, they had three. I mean, these were small houses. Mm-hmm. I mean, really small. They were, I don't know how many square meters. Um, these are just small houses, but they had, uh, they had, you know, on one side, they had, they had th- three kids. Mm-hmm. The other side, they had three kids. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, next door, I mean, there were, there, I mean, just everybody had, there's two at the next door. There was one old guy. I don't know what he was doing there. I don't, I don't know how, what, what, anyway, but, uh, just everybody had at least two kids except for my family and, um, and, you know, just big families. And so schools and their shopping centers was a new thing. And mm-hmm. all of these things that now are just part of life and global and, you know, like, uh, you know, everything, I, I remember the first mall, right? Can mm-hmm. you imagine a time when there's no mall? Well, yeah. you can. Well, I yeah. can. <laughs> yeah, you sure can, yeah. In, and in, I, in my city, yeah, it yeah, appeared yeah. like after the year. Actually, have, of, I have yeah, a story to, about malls. <laughs> am, I, am I allowed to sure. a little bit, like have a bit of off topic? Yeah, because so, malls now is a part of a culture. Yeah, well, in Novosibirsk, big cities, yes. Maybe, but um, so three years ago when when I went on a Fulbright grant to the U.S., uh, we talked, we had a gathering of all the grantees. So, and a lot of them were from small towns. And then when we went, you know, to our adventure to the U.S., what shocked them most were malls. Like, can you imagine? It's a shopping set. So there are shops and a cinema and food places all in one place because they have never had such a thing in their small towns. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. for example, when uh, several shopping malls were built in Novokuznetsk, uh, I just... uh, it was maybe 2003 or something like this, mm-hmm. and they appeared several. And it was a place of concentration of teenagers. So they spent, they just hang right. right. out that's there. The, they just spend the their mall, time there. Yeah, that's what the mall does. Yeah, that's, that was the way it was in the United States too. Mm-hmm. And we would but even earlier, I guess. <laughs> yeah, earlier. Yeah, but I mean, we would, we didn't. I mean, we didn't go and hang out at the mall. That was another. We would say hang out, right? And uh, that was a different generation. But we went to the shopping center. I mean, I remember when they, they they had a shopping center and they put a roof over it. I mean, literally, they took an existing full-blown, you know, where you got nothing but space, you know. I mean, it's, it's mid-Ohio. You got space. You know, just just build the stores, you know, keep building them out there, you know, until, until you run into some houses that you already built. You can't build it there. And, you know, and then, and then the mall. Oh, my goodness. You put a roof over the shopping center. I mean, or part of it, actually, just part of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was kind of a thing. And then, but we didn't, we didn't, I understand what hardcore going and hanging out at the mall, you know, <laughs> where where mom drives the kids to the mall and leaves at 10 a.m. and leaves them until like 8 p.m., you know. This oh, kind my of a, goodness, this, for so long. Yeah, you know, it's terrible. Yeah, and and, and you think they're going to not get into some trouble? They're going to find I think they will. And anyway, but that was not part of my my world. But I could walk to the mall. 
I uh, I saw the description of uh, baby boomers, uh, and I would like to read it because I found it amazing. Okay, okay. Well, I'll, so check, it says, I'll check it for. So yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> so it says this generation was to be envied as they experienced all that young people would have wanted to at that time. So and then it gives examples. They saw how um, so how the Beatles were formed. Yeah. They also experienced mm-hmm. yeah. the landing of a man <laughs> yeah, on the moon, right. yes. which we right. talked about last time. I mean, time. the Beatles and and the man uh, and landing on the moon. The fall five of years. the Berlin Wall in 1989. They went through the entire period of technological evolution and the rise and development of the media, as well as enjoying stability in terms of both work and family. No, and, I envy. <laughs> right, right, yeah, right. Yes. I mean, seriously. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, don't end, don't, don't do that. Right. Yes, yeah, so right, yeah, right. That's. But um, so, Masha, you when we talked about you know the time frames for each generation, you said that according to one theory, you are more of a millennial. According to another one, you are Gen X. So is it? So is the generation something that is based solely on the age and the year you were born in, or is there something else to that? I guess cultural background and uh, political, maybe. I mean, what is going on around you? That's why uh, it, it's a bit different in different countries. I mean, uh, in Russia, mm-hmm. uh, this generation theory is applied to like later years. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, d- does it make any? Is there any kind of a break at when? Shall I pardon the phrase? Mm-hmm. Putin came in. Does that represent some kind of a thing? Hmm. Do you mean uh, like people changed a lot? Yeah, or life changed a lot. It seemed like life changed a lot, kind of, on some level. Well, I I don't remember (laughs) how it was before. before. Okay. But I remember remember how your your life was. was, (laughs) Let me tell you how Russia was. Yeah, well, I remember when Yeltsin (laughs) was a president and when he left. And yeah, (laughs) I remember it was like my, because I remember it it, uh, was right before New Year when he said, Mm -hmm. like, I quit. Uh, So, but that's practically all that I remember about him <laughs> when he said that he's going to quit. That was his finest moment right there. <laughs> well, I, I was uh, 16, so mm-hmm. mm, I didn't appreciate it a lot. I mean, just, oh, wow, interesting. He, he quits. Oh, okay. Yeah, what right. It's a step. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's yeah. not only that. Well, of course, it's, you know, the time when you were born, maybe the political situation, but it's also the values that you have as a society? Because values were different, well, in some way. Uh, well, are they? I mean, as a whole, I guess all generations, all humankind has shares the same values. Because if we, uh, if people hadn't shared the same values, uh, we just wouldn't have survived as a species, I guess. I mean, I think it, it's more about the biggest value, something that is different from... The common values of you yeah, know, more family, specifically, for yeah. So they say that the generation that um, the Zoomers and the next generation are more likely to have safety as mm. their primary value, especially now in terms of you know uh, global pandemic. So that'll give rise to uh, appreciating safety more, and thus you know taking more care of yeah. the children, maybe. And it might as well be, you know, typical, well, I don't know how to say that, typical scenarios expected of you. 
Because let's say earlier, what was the typical scenario of your life? You would graduate from school, go to uh-huh. university. Well, um, if you're a girl, then get married, give birth to children. Mm-hmm. And that's it. <laughs> Whereas now, this is, not, this is not the scenario for the kids. Do you want to go to university? Do you don't want to? Well, it's your choice. Do you want to start a family? Do you don't want to? That's your choice. So I think that has also changed. Right. Maybe there, there's different norms or, or opportunities. But I, I like my let's go, let's go back. Okay, like my parents, right? They would. I think their 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 goals. I would say were probably what we would call maybe kind of material on some level, right? Mm-hmm. Because they were not. I mean, they were. Neither of my parents were, they didn't go to college, hadn't gone to college. Uh, They were, um, you know, like sort of good, successful high school students in their own Mm -hmm. way. But but I think that uh, that the generation that came back from the war, they wanted to improve their material position. That's Mm -hmm. what they wanted to do for them, for their kids, right? That's what they were doing. And because of all those circumstances like I described and the position of a lot of things and the state of the economy and all of that, they were able to do those things. My generation, right, talk about values, okay, um, I didn't and still don't particularly care about material things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's only because I have all of them, right? I mean, basically, I mean, what do you need, right? I mean, how much do you need? Um, but, um, and, and so that was just how we thought about it, which was different from my parents. I mean, and and uh, so I didn't have to try to do any do anything because it was a lot of things were handed to me. We say mm-hmm. in my case, and and maybe to our generation's case, you know. And then uh, we just talked about this situation with the next generation, Generation X. Now there was materialism again, mm-hmm. in a different kind of a mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. but it was now more of a. Uh, it, it just had a different character to it, but it was a return of materialism mm-hmm. of, a, of a certain kind. And um, and then I, when you get into the generations after that, you know I'm trying to I'm learn I'm listening. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't really understand it uh, truthfully, even though I know the terms as as terms. But I don't I don't feel them. I don't feel like I okay I've got a handle on what that mm-hmm. means to be a millennial. I, I don't really understand that. Um, but the earlier generations I do, and I, I, you know, the whole, if now the generation Z, I mean, just this whole safety, take the safety issue, right? Um, you know, all of the things that, that, uh, that this generation is now reacting against, right? Mm -hmm. In terms of how people deal with another person, right? Mm -hmm. You know, attitudes, words that they might use or, you know, how you might, uh, you know, bully somebody or what now would be called bullying definitely or, you know, all of this. I mean, I guess we weren't safe, you know, like this generation now understands that or the Mm -hmm. world, uh, the world now understands that. I mean, it was, it was, I guess, more dangerous, you know, but it didn't seem like it. Mm -hmm. And so I don't understand the extreme sense of safety need, right? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. It's not, it's okay to, you know, say, have somebody say a bad thing, you know, around you, about you, to you. Unfortunately, I mean, you have to deal with it and you certainly shouldn't, I'm not encouraging that, but, mm-hmm. 
um, nor should it be this guaranteed environment where nobody ever says any kind of a, you know, mm-hmm, a, mm-hmm. A unpleasant word about any, you know, anything. I mean, that, that gets to be ridiculous. Too, so it's, so. do you mean that um, like modern kids are raised in a kind of a greenhouse yeah, a little bit? Like super, you know, like super protected. And, and you know, like we, uh, like, like you were talking about how your parents would come and meet you on the way back from school, yep. mm-hmm. right? That whole thing. You know, I just I just walked to school. Nobody met anybody. Nobody you was. No, uh, it may be also a thing that we are girls. <laughs> yeah, well, so it, it, yeah, it, it, it makes I mean, But yeah. I think it's a general tendency to you know overprotect children. Yeah, these it's days. A, it's a, it's very much so. Yeah, and, and you know, I don't I completely don't understand some of the ways of of child rearing now. But also yeah. the world has changed. Maybe we just see more of it. Maybe we didn't think or know much about it back then, but we just see how much, you know, how much crime there is uh, and everything. So that's there, why we yeah. might be more scared for the children. I think it probably but, is more dangerous on some level, maybe. Because, I don't know. To be honest, uh, not long ago, I was walking down the street and there was this kid who looked like five-year-old. And my first thought was, where are your parents? What are you doing here alone? Like at 6 p.m. walking somewhere like, hey. Yeah. Whereas when I was five, it was totally fine to be on the street alone until, you know, relatively late, for example. Well, they still play in the yards and the playgrounds alone. Why not? Well, still yeah, do. but, but uh, right, yeah, it wasn't just, in the, it wasn't in the, you know, close right, to the building. Just, it was right. on... Yeah, and I, and I didn't grow up in a city either. And, um, you know, I was in the suburbs and uh, a lot of houses close together and everybody knew everybody. And, I mean, it was just, it was it was totally, totally safe. I mm-hmm. mean, just totally. And, uh, you know, it was, I don't think boy, girl at that time made any difference. And I, it probably did get more dangerous, you know, I mean, actually. I have I have a question. So Gary, do you remember you mentioned the the what the podcast and how the podcasters yeah. were Gen X and they hate they had baby boomers. Yeah, yeah. So why <laughs> why yes. why is there such a such a thing, you know, cuz some generations do not understand, you know, the the next generation or the previous generation. So why is that? Uh, but sometimes we do get on well with some of the some of the generations. So, well, even in the Russian literature, we have this generation gap issue. Like, remember Turgenev, for example, like mm-hmm. so the fathers it, and sons. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, there's a classic example of mm-hmm. of, of a real difference. In because every and... next generation maybe thinks that they are cleverer and they know more of life. <laughs> yeah. Or like with Generation X, I mean the 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 what to say the I, I think there was a lot of reaction against the baby boomers, mm-hmm. right? So that part of it was the the slacker part uh, carried some part of the baby boomer thing forward, maybe actually, but they didn't love the privileges that the baby boomers had. Uh, it seemed to them, and then the yuppie types. Uh, that were they they did not they resented the non-materialistic they mm-hmm. thought it was just you know what's the purpose here you know um, uh, for you know for being a hippie right if you can live good right and uh, so I think when the world changes a lot then maybe you 
you get these differences and, you know, generation gaps. You know, it's like Turgenev, right? Mm -hmm. There was a genuine change in social attitudes, right? Fathers and sons. But I think it was, like, forever. It lasts forever. Even in ancient Greece, I think there were people who said, like, <laughs> oh, my youngsters, they are so spoiled. But you know what? Probably I've did. I've read uh, I've read about a theory that this generation gap, so the generations that do not like each other, are the generations that are neighboring. So mm -hmm. um, baby boomers would dislike Gen X, Gen X would dislike Gen Y, Y would dislike Gen Z, or maybe not understand. But the generations get on well if there are, you know, two generations between them. So why mm -hmm. why is then, you know, if we think about it, so usually our parents are the representatives of the previous generations, whereas our grandparents... Yeah, that's why... Two generations back. So we have some kind of, you know, better, sometimes better relationship with them. But now there is this tendency that people give birth... Well, usually they have children later. So and sometimes they are representatives, not of the previous generation, but the generation before that. And that's why they might have, uh, you know, better relationship with the children. So what do you think about this theory? Mm. Yeah. When you sounded, yeah, you know, when you said it, it kind of makes sense that maybe that's why we, uh, yeah, we deal with our grandparents better. I mean, not deal with, but we, uh, yeah, appreciate them more and understand them more. And mm -hmm. I think with time, it's like part of what was going on in the '60s, right, which was a baby boomer thing, uh, was rebellion against. The material materialistic mm -hmm. values of the, the war generation, right? Um, but once you get into life, right, and all of those things, then you realize. Uh, I mean, I have no resentment. No, I have nothing but respect for the generation that was before me, um, because you know they accomplished a lot. They won a war. You know, they built a world, and I, you know, they handed things over in pretty good shape and then maybe we wrecked it we uh, you know, i'm not sure we've done well with it uh how well we've done with it but uh you know so i don't think i think there was momentary rebellion the way a teenager rebels maybe against the parents at least in the united states there's a standard thing that happens um and uh and then you get a little bit older and then you understand your parents better so nothing mm. in that and i don't feel any ill feelings toward generation x as such But Generation X, I understand, <laughs> does kind of resent, <laughs> resent the baby boomers. Have you, have you ever had any kind of an, a situation when you felt this generation gap? Maybe it was with your parents, grandparents, teachers, students. Well, yeah, I guess lots of times. Uh, yeah, because may, maybe even with some of my students uh, I had a couple of students who were uh, like mm, a lot older and it was a bit challenging yeah to to mm -hmm. get through maybe and to find something in common you know because usually we share mm, the same interests uh, and with um, my students I usually <clears throat> discuss lots of things but with uh, people who are like older I mean mm -hmm. mm, Uh, much older, it can be a bit more difficult to find something that you share. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why it's maybe a, a bit more challenging to 
like to build uh, a relationship mm -hmm. between a student and a teacher. When I think of uh, generation gap, I think that I, I feel it, right? When I see how, I don't know what it would be now. It would be, gen it's the gener it would be generation, uh, <laughs> generation Y raising generation Z, okay? Mm -hmm. I don't understand why uh, parents do with their children like they do. Mm -hmm. Now, mm -hmm. I mean, I really don't understand it. Um, I mean, not in every case, but uh, the standard thing is to, you know, allow kids now, this is, this is my observation, is kids are, you know, kind of able to just, uh, you know, like, for example, just a small example, but mm -hmm. it's characteristic, right? So adults are talking and now it's okay for a child to just come in there and just break into the conversation with whatever their thing is, right? Mm -hmm. They've got a toy and they want you, they want your attention. And in our day, you just didn't do that, right? The, if you were a kid, you were a kid mm -hmm. and you played and you did your thing separately, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so we, we used to, the phrase, the way it would be phrased was, uh, you, you spoke when you were spoken to. Mm. So the parents mm -hmm. would speak to the child and then the child would speak. But to have a child, you know, to have an adult be carrying on a conversation, and the child come in with their thing, whatever it is, and all everything, the conversation stops, all attention goes to the child because, <laughs> mm -hmm. and then what, and because the child is doing it for attention, right? That's the purpose, right? It's not that this is, oh, this is, you know, this. They're talking about world politics, and I got a new dolly, right? And so look at my dolly, and and so this is actually, you know, objectively more mm -hmm. important. No, it's just I want attention. Now, in our day, right? Uh, you just you just didn't do. I mean, it was just you just didn't do that. I can see that yeah. Nasha well, really wants to say something. I just <laughs> see it from lots of different angles. I totally share the uh, idea that uh, yeah, you, you, I totally understand what you mean. But also, I think that uh, for children, their things are. Uh, the same of, of the same importance uh, as for us, our adult things. That's why they want to share. I mean, so we just <laughs> right. yeah. well, then that's the difference. See, the, we just the, don't want to yeah. devalue their like issues. For example, you're crying. Oh, it's just something childish. So what, what, it's not worth crying for, but it is worth. Uh, so they feel yeah, the well, same. This is, right. This is the difference. See, <laughs> yeah, I think I think the current generation. I mean, uh, Gen Y. Um, Really has put, you know, time and effort into reading about children's psychology. Yeah, <laughs> but well, I try not to be a, a, like a fan of my child. No, I, I'm against like all, mm, uh, well. So you don't like basically put your kid on a pedestal? No, and, you know, no, just, no, no, absolutely no. Which is, I think, very healthy, you know, just yeah, I, I, let your kid... I, I want to go back on this one. <laughs> just, I'll just, I'll just be honest. Let's go back because I don't like that. I mean, it, it's not that the child doesn't have anything to say or there's not a value or whatever. I mean, it's not like we're trying to, you know, it's just that kids have, kids are doing kids things and should do kids things. Mm -hmm. And they should just understand that that should happen. They're just, there's like two different circles here and adults should be respected including their attention, right? Mm -hmm. And so you just don't interrupt. You just don't do it, right? Or if you do, you just kind of approach and, and the, you know, the adults recognize you and you just mm -hmm. say what you want to say, but it's not an attention-getting thing. It's a just, 
okay, well, I'm here too, and I can I can I go play with this toy, or can I go outside now, or whatever it is? And you go outside now, and you disappear. And you come back. You come back at nine p.m. Yes, just in time for dinner. (laughs) Right, that's right, that's right. But uh, so I don't. I mean, that's a that's an example of. And I mean, it is a mystery to me. I mean, it is really a mystery to me. Uh, yeah, I think I think aspects like that will always, you know, have people who agree or disagree, even within one generation. Yeah, because this is something very debatable at all times. Yeah, because for example, I didn't understand something that my grandparents used to tell me, uh, or my parents, uh, my, my mom, for example, used to teach me. But now, as a mom, I understand it more and better. So I think it's not about the generation; it's about the social role you are playing. Might be right now. So, and uh, do you think it's possible to forecast what the next generation is going to be like and what their needs might be and <laughs> right, yes. when? The next after Z? Yeah. Well, well, well yeah, we've got a problem here just on the, the letter level. <laughs> yeah, we I have mean, run out of letters. Right? I mean, we've reached the end of it. AA. So when I was reading about this generation theory, I uh, noticed that it's it's a cycle, actually. Mm-hmm. So And mm-hmm. there are basically four roles. Uh, I don't remember all four. It's like an artist, a nomad, a warrior and some more. So like oh, four wow. roles can that we, each can generation... Can we please put off the warrior type of role? I think, like, we, maybe we, I'm lying now about enough. warriors, but I, I oh, remember it. Oh, nomad, that sounds actually. good. It's, Artist yeah, poetic, and yes. two more. <laughs> right, and, yes, right, and each one of them is more fantastic than the other one, right? <laughs> I mean, it's not sort of like being a kid and then being, you know, a teenager. It's, you know... Uh, a, yeah. a, here, a warrior. It's not yeah. like I'm a yuppie. I'm a, an artist or <laughs> right. somebody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, so, and I mean, uh, they all repeat. It can be a different name, but uh, these roles will repeat. I actually have uh, read about Gen Z that they are, um, for them, some of the values maybe. So, or their attention is more on, tends to be more on science and art. So who knows? Maybe they are, they are the I artists. Guess, I guess, yeah, they are artists, yeah. So who who was next in the uh, <laughs> before there were nomads yeah. I guess oh. nomads and yeah what's after so, the artists I I only know that or is um, artists the highest is yeah the latest one yeah so we we're, we're going <laughs> to yeah, back so, to the beginning of the <laughs> yeah. so what does it go back to warrior I think so, we're due for warriors like yeah. I mean all the humankind history is like repeating over the same yeah it's, that's it's why cycles. yeah all that's right. why uh, I think it's the cyclical theory the only right. uh, the only thing that I um, have found about this is that most of the uh, sociologists agree that the next generation would be the children who will be born in 2023 2024. But of course, we will only be able to see what they're like. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's a frightening thought. Tw- <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah, because if, if but that the, makes sense. If so the trends Gen Z continue. Is- just I mean, oh wow! Can you imagine being raised like, wow, well, like children are raised now, and then they're raising children. <laughs> It's like Stotte ex, exponential, right? Stotte как бы на второй... What's the word? Stepin на второй степень, да? Stotte... But, well, we will only be able to see what this generation after Z is going to be like after, what, 15, 20, 20 plus years after when they grow after up? It's, after it's too late. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I, I tend to believe in... <laughs> In the, human the goodness kind. of yeah, because I tend to believe in humanity. 
Uh, and that's why I <laughs> think, unlike uh, Gary over here, uh, uh, that's why I think that seems, who seems to, <laughs> <laughs> well, seems to, we need to yeah to oppose these two <laughs> views because uh, <laughs> just wait a minute. <laughs> I'm being. Let's come back to one <laughs> yeah. hour before. Uh, be, yeah, let's let's back up here. I mean, uh, these theories are a bit too mm, like over deterministic to me. That's mm-hmm. why. Uh, well, I they're think de- that they're descriptive, right? They're actually mm-hmm. descriptive, so they're not. Um, but they describe some. They do describe something for sure. I mean, there are differences between the generations, and, and you know, so they're they're valuable in that way. Well, whatever the generation we have to deal with, let's hope that everyone will be friendly to each other with no <laughs> conflict or anything <laughs> like that. Ah, all right, <laughs> right. Ending all, of, all the conflicts of, are uh, like worked I'm, out here and right, during right here, the podcast right and today. everything. Well, you know, I want well, to end on a positive note, <laughs> right, Gary. Yeah. Oh, it is a positive <laughs> note. <laughs> Don't look at me like I'm not ending on a positive note. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much. That was a fun conversation. I hope to you too. Yeah, it was. Oh, sure. I, I could Gary continue. doesn't look very good. <laughs> well, I, I feel we like I, ended up being, I end up being the warrior here. I don't, I don't like ending up being the warrior. Maybe I mixed it up. Maybe there are no warriors. I just don't remember. I, no, it sounds perfect. I remember yeah, two right. for yeah. sure, but... Well, if anyone among well, if <laughs> right. anyone among our listeners knows yeah, anything yeah, yeah. about it, please let us know. <laughs> right. I'll yeah, who's, right. who's the next generation right. Google. Right. right, we are we are open to information, actual information here. Yes. <laughs> yeah, not any theories <laughs> right, right, or yeah. anything like that. All right. All right. So that was the Big Apple School podcast, and today we discussed generations. We talked about baby boomers and generations X, Y, Z. Ta-da, on the end of the alphabet. So we talked a little bit about the characteristics of each generation, what are the differences between them, and our own experience with different generations. So, and um, if you, while listening, have any struggles understanding our conversation, you're always welcome to our website, which is bigappleschool.com slash podcast, where you can find full scripts of each episode so you can listen and read. Also, if you want to get more content which will help you learn English, feel free to visit any social media and find us there. Just, again, search our name, which is Big Apple School. We are on Telegram, YouTube, Instagram, VK. Well, we are everywhere. All right. So that was Katya. And my guests for today were... Gary. And... And Maria. Stay tuned and we'll see you around. <laughs>